0: Advisor Innovation is sponsored by LPL. As financial advice continues to evolve, LPL is at the forefront. Whether it's growing your RIA or building an independent practice, advisors can pick a business model, services, technology, and product mix that best meets their clients' needs. As a top wealth management firm and a top three RIA custodian, LPL is 100% dedicated to advisor success. We look forward to learning how they can help you build your tomorrow today. For more information and show notes, visit go.lpl.com slash advisor innovation. Hey, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm David Armstrong, and this is the Advisor Innovations podcast, where we engage in free form conversations with individuals who are moving the business of wealth management forward. Today, I'm talking to Matt Agnetti. Matt is the Managing Director of Business Solutions at LPL Financial, also the sponsor of this podcast. So, Thanks very much for that. Matt, thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, good morning, David. Thanks for having me.
0: In addition to being a sponsor of this podcast, of course, uh, LPL has over the past few years been doing some really interesting things to support advisors in ways that are a little bit different than I think what the might we might think of as the traditional independent broker dealer role. Uh, And one of these is, of course, the business solutions suite of 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 offerings that you have for advisors. But before we dive into the details, why don't you just give us a little bit of a sense of what you do there at LPL uh, and how you work with advisors, how you work with your team? And and what you're trying to accomplish there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to spend the last 18 years at LPL, and got to take part in a lot of interesting programs and business opportunities, ranging from helping our advisors establish and grow advisory practices early in my career, to getting to spend time on the RA hybrid strategy um, in 2007, launching and ultimately running that program, and and then. Most of my time spending helping advisors expand their wealth businesses and how do they deliver uh, extraordinary outcomes to their clients from the wealth front. But I think and in, in kind of the context of this conversation, you know, after doing that with our advisors for almost two decades, what I learned time and time again is every time I came into an advisor's office to talk to them about financial planning or wealth management or how to expand their advisory practice, inevitably the discussions, also contain things like, how do I manage my technology more effectively? How do I bring on new staff? How do I think about um, regulation and compliance? How do I manage the legacy and growth of my business? A lot of questions and a lot of discussions that had nothing to do with the business that we're in, but more the business that they own or lead. And that was really the aha moment first, that Dan Arnold, our CEO, and I began speaking about Back in 2017, 2018, which was our advisors or business owners, first and foremost. And when they start their day, as much as they're thinking about their clients and the markets and how to help people, you know, fund and fulfill uh, retirement and and an effective and and kind of fruitful life. They're also thinking about all those other things. How do I get my real estate right? How do I manage my expenses more effectively? And those areas aren't necessarily areas where they have passion or expertise. And so the first thing we thought was, how can we help them with that? I think the second thing we thought was, how do we do so that it's more than just a best practice? Because as as long as I've been in this industry, that's the other part was we recognize there's challenges, but more often than not, we come to our advisors with solutions that they have to execute, that they've got to go invest time and, and money into to pull off. And so we thought to ourselves, how do we solve the biggest problems we have? And how do we do it from an execution mindset versus a best practices mindset? Those are really the fundamental characteristics of how business solutions were born at LPL. And then the question just became was, what are those biggest challenges that they face and how do we begin to help our advisors solve for
0: them? Yeah, so it used to be, uh, you know, the old days of the independent broker-dealer, these were, uh, you know, the advisors were independent contractors and kind of left to their own devices in in many senses, right? I mean, uh, either sank or swam, getting clients, uh, servicing clients, something in the nature of the advisor changed. Where they now, as you say, more entrepreneurial, running small businesses. I guess it's always been that sense, but but do you remember a time when that kind of changed from, you know, the old model of the independent broker dealer to now a kind of what we might consider, I guess, maybe a more modern financial advisor?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if there's a date, but it is interesting you say that. You know, I think in the in the early days of independent broker dealer times, I think most of the advisors were one and two person shops, largely running a small practice, and and living a more, if you will, solitary lifestyle. And I think what's happened over the last several decades is the independent model is effectively the driving force of our industry. And those small businesses became large businesses. Um, They didn't become one- and two-person shops. They became 10, 20, 30, 100, 500-person shops. And all the while these businesses were growing, the complexity of our business grew as well regulation, technology, the needs of the investor, all of that grew in complexity as well. And so what you have was this doubling effect of businesses growing rapidly, um, of advisors becoming more and more successful in an environment that became more and more challenging. And I think you talk to a lot of advisors, they not all of them were intentional about how their businesses grew. And so they woke up one morning with these really big, really successful practices, but in many cases weren't doing the things that they loved any longer. weren't running the business that they set out to run. They loved client relationships. They were managing people, or they enjoyed managing people, but they didn't have the expertise or the bandwidth to go do those things. And so I think that's the other thing was we learned is a lot of these businesses they grew so rapidly, and in many times without a, a thoughtful design that they became challenging for advisors to kind of get a hold of.
0: Yeah. Tell me then about the sweet this notion of going from you know best practices to execution uh, that you're orchestrating there inside LPL. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. It used to be such that you would give kind of a blueprint for how to run a wealth advisory firm to the advisors and they go off and do it themselves. Now you're getting into the execution. Tell me what that looks like. I mean, what kind of business solutions are we talking about? Is it anything yeah. from rent, renting real estate to staffing up to technology? Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, no, to your point, I think early on it was hey, we talked to 100 advisors who are successful at doing something, and here are the steps they took to be successful. Now go do that. And what we found is there's probably 15% of the advisors who could take that blueprint and go execute, but the vast majority didn't have time or the wherewithal to go execute on this new outcome that they were seeking. And so it just didn't get done. And those best practices kind of largely ended up being crumpled up or stored in a file somewhere. And so just like you said, how do we go do these things for folks? And so the first thing we started to do is understand the biggest challenges they face. And where we landed were areas of administration of their office, uh, managing technology and the complexity that comes with that, managing the back end, uh, effectively managing expenses and acquisitions, and, and as well as marketing and growing the business. And those are the areas we started. And then it's kind of just grown from there. So I'll give you the example. A lot of our advisors had challenged with administration. In fact, we find that's one of the biggest things we learned is the most successful advisors spend very little time on administrating their business and more and more time with clients and prospects. That's a kind of a known entity in our industry every wholesaler or broker dealer or custodian explains that to advisors. But the question is, how do you change that outcome? And so we said, let's go be their admins for them. Uh, for those advisors who were smaller and never had the wherewithal to bring on administrative help, could we do it for them? For those that actually had administrative help, could we bring in expertise in the back office who could who understood and were trained and leveraged the LPL systems to make them even more efficient than they are today? And that program has become one of our most successful programs. We have Hundreds of LPL advisors today leveraging an LPL employee as their administrative assistant.
0: When we talk about administrating the office, administrative assistant, this could range anything from what to what. I mean, what specifically tasks are we talking about when we talk about administrating? Uh,
1: Talking to their clients, uh, answering their phone calls, opening accounts, transferring money—effectively everything that you'd ask a you know an Mm -hmm. in-office admin assistant to do. And And the funny thing is, this was effectively even more perpetuated by the pandemic. Because I think a lot of advisors, a lot of these services were, by the way, a lot of advisors were used to everything and being in, in house, in shop, in front of them. And they felt much more comfortable having someone on site. But once everyone was forced to move off site, that no longer became the dynamic that was necessary. And so they were willing to try something. I will, I'm willing to try someone who's working remotely for me, whether it be in administration or in technology or in marketing. And now, as their clients also grew accustomed to that, that's kind of reshaped the business. And and so, yes, they're getting back to the office now and they're bringing their staff back to the office. But if one or two of their staff members are working in San Diego or Fort Mill, South Carolina, that's okay. Um, just as you and I have discovered that, like I'm hiring new talent to, to work on at LPL who works remotely. It, it's, it's really changed the landscape of how we think about finding the best talent for what we need in our practices.
0: Yeah. So this has been a, the pandemic has, in many ways, been a, a tailwind for your, your operation there. Can you give me a little bit more detail about how it works? If I'm an advisor and I'm looking for administrative help, uh, I come to LPL, I sign up with a business solutions program for this person. Uh, I'm basically assigned an individual uh, who is an LPL employee who is essentially takes the role of my administrative assistant.
1: That's pretty much right on. Yeah, we 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 bring them on, we train them uh, to LPL systems as ad- advisors are interested in that service. We try to find, we understand what they're looking for and the type of relationship and we look to bring a, a good fit for them and we bring them a couple of profiles and from those profiles they determine who they'd be most comfortable working with, and then we pair them, and they begin working together almost immediately. The nice thing for the advisor is is they don't have to do any of the training, they don't have to manage the staffing, they don't have to manage someone going on vacation or maternity or paternity leave. That's up to us. What we what's very interesting, and we can we can we don't have to stay on the admin uh, side of the equation the entire time because there's other things that we're doing I think, that are very interesting, but admin turnover is very high. In the industry, about 25% of admins turnover every single year. So our advisors not only spending a great deal of time hiring folks and training them, they're having to do it over and over and over again. And what we think is really uh, interesting and, and, and productive about this program is the advisors don't have to think about those things any longer. They've got a fully trained admin to support their business all day, every day. And if that person is to turn over, that's not on the advisor to fix it. It's up to us to fix it. And I think again, executing on their behalf so they can focus on those things that they're most passionate about that drive the best outcomes for their clients. That's where we want them to be spending their time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and this is and as you say, the uh, admin assistant is one component of a, of a larger suite of offerings that you have. And I'm interested in maybe we, we talked a little bit about mergers and acquisitions. How are you helping advisors there?
1: Yeah, this one, this mergers and acquisitions program we call it M and A Solutions. Uh, is when we're really excited about it. We launched it earlier this year to really strong results and, and reviews from our advisors. But I think, as you know, our industry has is, is got a really interesting change in demographics. There are a lot of advisors who are growing their practices. And one of the best ways to grow your practice is through acquisition, through uh, certainly organic growth. But the, one of the fastest ways to do it is find advisors who are looking to exit the business And acquire that practice. On the flip side, that same demographic kind of transformation is happening with our older advisors who are looking for an exit. And they want to understand what those options are and how do they ensure their legacy. And I think that's really important. And how do they make sure that the people who they, these clients of our advisors over decades become more than clients. They become friends and sometimes even feel like family. And advisors, while they're certainly concerned about what the valuation of their business is and how do they maximize the sale value, the thing that resonates every time is they want to, more than anything, make sure that their clients are well taken care of, that they find an advisor and our advisor practice that is philosophically and, and ethically aligned with how they think. And so what MA Solutions has become for us is finding a way to, identify folks who are interested in buying, and we've got a a premier buyers program for those folks, identify folks who are interested in selling um, and connecting the dots between them, finding the right matches, helping them with the financing and the valuation of the deal, the execution, again, back to the execution of the deal, so that those folks who are interested in growing, we can make them the fastest growers in the industry. And those folks who are interested in, in selling and kind of moving on to their next stage of life, We can give them both the financial security and the philosophical and emotional security that their clients are going to be taken care of. And that's what's so exciting about this. And we get dozens of folks on either side coming to us on a monthly basis saying, I'm interested in buying. Help me be better at it. Or I think it's time for me to take that next step. How do I make it? And and so it's it's a really rewarding uh, part of our business. And I think it's really resonating with those folks who want to grow. And it's really helping those who are ready to move on.
0: This might be a a ridiculous question. I don't know. But would you help an LPL advisor uh, who wants to make an acquisition of a non-LPL
1: firm? Of course. I mean, look, selfishly, if an advisor wants to buy someone who's not at LPL, we're hoping they'll bring those assets to LPL. And that's a great net new asset opportunity for LPL. But ultimately, we're trying to create the fastest growing, most productive advisors in the practice, sorry, in the industry. And While we are trying to make sure that those who are LPL trying to sell can find an LPL buyer, one of the best ways for us to do that is is help them find practices that are outside of LPL.
0: And what about financing? Is is there a financing component that LPL helps with?
1: Yeah. So through our Premier Buyers Program, we come in and we help not just structure the deal, but we can actually come in as the capital partner. and, And it's a big, big part of our offering is capital is, is key to pulling this off. Not that You want to get the deal structure right. And you want to get the kind of approach to how you're going to do it. Is it three years? Is it a five year? What does that look like? What does the earnout look like for the seller? What are the vested interests of, of both parties? Uh, but what we also know is that sometimes it's hard to get access to capital. And unfortunately we have a, a good deal of it and we can make that capital available to our advisors.
0: Well, that's great. And, you know, um, and we can talk about some of the other uh, uh, things that you offer through the business solutions. But I'm wondering if there's a when I think of the LPL universe of advisors, I'm thinking that everything from what you you know previously mentioned, one or two person shop, small, uh, maybe even kind of boutique lifestyle practice uh, all the way up to 500, 600 advisor OSJs, you know. Large firms in their own right. Where does this business solution kind of nest in that continuum? Uh, it sounds like you might be rubbing up a little bit against some of the services that some of these OSJs provide for their advisors. You know, is there is there a, a I don't want to say competition, but I mean, is there a is there a kind of a natural continuum there where where you know LPL services might uh, uh, end and and the uh, OSJs might begin?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think what we're trying to do first and foremost. Is like like I said, solve the biggest challenges our advisors face from the very small to the most complex and comprehensive parts of their practice. And whether that be you know a very uh kind of tactical solution for a one-person shop, hey, I need help with we have a a program called the Resilience Plan. What it does is it's a short-term disability program for advisors who either go on planned or unplanned temporary leave. I'm a one-person shop. If I were to get sick or you know, if I were to go on paternity leave. I need someone to run my business. So we, we we built a program to do just that in the short term for them. To the most comprehensive, where our 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 Swiss program our Strategic Wealth Services program for advisors who are joining, typically from the wirehouse, it's every one of our services that is a bit made available to them. And so when I think about the continuum of the LPL advisor ecosystem, whether it be a single person office, a Swiss advisor coming from a wirehouse, or a large OSJ. We've got clients across all of them. And and for example, on the OSJ side, a number of them have come to us to help them with a program that maybe they don't offer. Like if they don't have an admin service, how can we do it? Hey, how can you help me market the brand of my OSJ to advisors? And so I think that there's a spot for all of us to exist. and, And we've got to try to solve, like I said, the biggest problems and do so in a sustainable way that meets the advisors' needs because if we don't, someone else is going to. And I think everyone's aware of that. And we're going to try to go out there and make the best possible solutions for our advisors to build and grow, you know, what we call their extraordinary practice, as defined by them.
0: And also I, to, to state the obvious, I mean, this is something that where the size of LPL kind of is an advantage, right? Because this is not cheap stuff to offer advisors. There's a cost, right? I mean, you mentioned yourself, you're doing a lot of hiring internally, you know, I'm sure to fill some of these roles and, and to some of these support services, and it's an expensive proposition. Is there, is there a scale play here in a sense of, you know, uh, uh, doing something that a smaller independent broker dealer maybe would have a harder time pulling off?
1: Yeah, I think there's a tremendous scale play here is we're able to invest back in our business. And it does take significant resources and commitment from our CEO and from our board and from our uh, our management committee and our teams across the organization to say we believe in this. We think it's going to make better practices, and we also think that if we do it right, we can do it in a scalable, sustainable way that isn't a weight to the to the organization, but a lift. And so, we're, and we're starting to see that now. So, the, th- the cool thing about this is. The advisors have skin in this game. This is them investing in their businesses. We're not just giving these services away. They're paying monthly subscriptions for these services. We think at a cost that is less than they can do in the market and at a level of expertise um, and scale that are hard to achieve. And and so it is a huge scale play and it's it's part of the power of LPL.
0: And that subscription model is interesting too, right? I mean, because this is a uh a relatively new thing in the industry for services as a, you know, under a subscription model, you know, as opposed to keeping a little bit more of the the payout or whatever it might be. And and I'm going to assume that the subscription fee ranges widely depending on what of these services we're talking about. Correct? Sure.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing from a, from a couple hundred bucks a month to several thousand dollars a month, depending on the services and the breadth and depth of those services but what I, I think we really like about it is the advisor knows how much they're paying for these services every single month. We've got to demonstrate and deliver value. And if we're not doing it, it's really been the LPL kind of uh, approach to how we run our business since day one, which is our advisors are, are going to vote with their feet. If we're not providing them the services and the capabilities and the outcomes that they demand as an advisor, they can leave LPL tomorrow. The same is true for our business solutions. Is every single day, you know, we've got to prove our worth and our value to them and give them extraordinary results um, in order for them to run their extraordinary business. So it is very much aligned to our historical belief system at LPL, which is we provide great value, great services. We demonstrate it every single day. We deliver for our advisors. And if we don't, they can make a decision to do business elsewhere.
0: Yeah, what about uh, uh, I think advisors think about ROI. I think sometimes think about marketing costs and and how that can get kind of spongy. And but under a subscription model like this, I mean, I mean it might be one way that they can actually see how much they're spending and how much they're actually growing. Yeah. Uh, what kind of marketing services are we talking about under your business solutions?
1: We got we've got a few. We've got a two programs. One called marketing solutions, which is a broad based uh, approach to helping folks um, find new clients and, and prospects to navigate their social and digital presence, to make sure that their website and search engine optimization, basically a digital uh, marketing agency. But we've also recently launched a program that I'm really excited about called Client Engage. And what this program is, it is a a scaled down offering, but it is 100% built toward helping our advisors more effectively engage with their existing clients. What what we've found is when you look at how advisors grow, it's a pretty simple formula. They grow in three ways. They grow in bringing on new accounts, whether that be one by one or through an acquisition. They grow by existing clients' growth, meaning the client trusts them and trusts them with more of their investments. So they gain wallet share. Or uh, finally, they retain their clients. They don't lose clients. So if you're bringing on new clients, your existing clients are bringing you more money and you're not losing your clients, that's kind of the growth formula for an advisor. But what we found, especially during the pandemic, was the area advisors were growing the most was in that second category. More and more of their existing clients were entrusting them with more and more of their assets. Why? Because with everyone at home, our advisors were contacting their clients significantly more than they ever had before. And the clients were home to take that call. And that created a stronger relationship, a greater bond. They were there in those moments that mattered so that the clients could entrust them with more of their investment dollars. And so what Client Engage does is really seeks to uh, further that opportunity, which is we know most advisors don't have all of their end clients' money. I know they like to think they do, but I think we know statistically they don't. And so how do we show up for them in a personalized way that allows them to scalably connect with 100, 200, sometimes a couple of thousand of clients every single day to strengthen that bond between the client and the advisor? And we know that if we do that, that end client is going to entrust that advisor with more of their investment dollars. And so that program's launched you know, a, a couple of months ago. We've seen some really cool early results and we're continuing to refine it to make it even more personalized and more scalable. And, and what
0: is it? Is it a just a kind of a, a automated communications or uh, how does it work? Is there any kind of more details you can share about how Client Engage actually works?
1: Yeah, it's a combination of, of like you just said, digital engagements, whether that be through social and digital, whether that be through uh, email, uh, connecting in-app through client works. But one of the things that we're really excited about is how do we leverage our advisors' knowledge of their end client? Like I said, those moments of matter, uh, a birthday, an anniversary, a separation, a death. How do we help our advisors connect with their? It's one thing to say, hey, here's your quarterly statement, or here's your monthly update, or here's what the markets are doing. That is kind of expected. The question is, is how do we help them know when to, and and where possible, do it for them, connect in those really critical moments so that the end investor goes, my advisor knows me, my advisor cares about me, and they're there when I need them. And and that's where we've focused our efforts to differentiate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What's uh, uh, on on the future here? What's on the some, what's in the pipeline uh, on the roadmap? I guess you know you're identifying areas of need that financial advisors have when they're trying to grow their business and where they might be running into friction, and, and you're you're stepping in to help with those areas. What more can we expect? I mean, are there other areas that you're looking at that you haven't yet launched a solution for, or are there other kind of uh, technologies that you're you're playing around with that you think might uh, uh, come to fruition in the next couple of years?
1: Yeah, there's a lot out there. I'll give you a couple of ideas. Uh, One more kind of philosophical, which is as we launched these programs, they were largely uh, very comprehensive in nature and, and costly for an advisor to invest in. And some advisors couldn't see themselves making that investment. And so what we've started to do is look at our more comprehensive solutions and start to identify unique parts of them, very specific solutions inside of them that we could offer for advisors at a much lower cost and solve a specific point of pain or challenge. For example, we have a really cool program called CFO Solutions, which is effectively giving our financial advisors a full-blown CFO who manages their P&L, who understands their expenses, who helps them figure out where to invest to, to really grow their practice from the inside out, just like any good public firm or any good firm would do. But that is, it's a comprehensive program. Not every advisor feels it's right for them. But inside of that program, what we learned is a lot of advisors like, I just need help with my bookkeeping. I do it on Saturday afternoon. I'm not very good. Or I got a cousin down the street who does it for me. I just need a bookkeeping solution. So that's actually an area that we're piloting right now, which is a full blown automated, we run your bookkeeping for you. So you don't have to, and you have really clean books and records. So that's just an example of us trying to Dig down and find specific points of pain that our advisors are faced with, and how do we solve for them? I think more philosophically, given back to this kind of the impacts of the pandemic, we see a really cool opportunity to help define what the digital office is. Whether you know that from hardware and software to communication capabilities, more and more advisors are telling us that you know. They like working from home or they want to travel more and they want to be able to work while they're traveling or they don't necessarily need all staff on site. So I think the the next big kind of area for us to think about is how do we help them manage the digital office and what does the office of the future look like and how do we create and customize tools that give them the flexibility they want and need in this kind of more, uh, this world that's opened up to possibility of location where it isn't so location dependent.
0: In terms of, you mean, uh, uh, new applications or or new digital offerings that might uh, facilitate kind of meetings and communications between remote uh, uh, team members or
1: Exactly. Yeah, uh, 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 that and everything. How do we th- how do we rethink real estate? How do we rethink um, telephony? How do we think about bringing together pieces from CRM and our operating platform in a way that makes everyone feel like they're in the same place, even when they're not?
0: It, it strikes me that a lot of the efforts here are kind of almost fundamentally technology enabled. Correct. Tell me a little bit about how LPL is investing in technology, and and you know how that's uh, maybe helping you implement a lot of these solutions.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. It's an ev- kind of the evolution of our business solutions. When you know when you're first getting these things off the ground, it's largely human led as you're trying to experiment and determine whether these things are going to actually have a life and whether folks are going to be interested in them. And as you're building it, you know, our product team is constantly thinking, how do we go digital first? How do we think about a scalable digital solution to solving our customers' needs and take a, a largely human-based application and make it much more scalable to the point where it could be a digital-only solution? And, and certainly, where possible, we want to go there. But I think what, what we're leaning, learning and leaning to is that human beings like to interact with human beings. And so, digital only solutions, especially on a more comprehensive and oftentimes more personal uh, relationship, digital only is probably not the answer. And so where our focus is, is how do we go digital first and human uh, enhanced? Um, and, And so that is a really big part is where are humans uniquely able to solve problems for our advisors? And how do we connect that with where technology can solve in a scalable and sustainable way. And every single day, our product teams, our delivery teams, our, even our sales teams are coming together and go, how do we make sure that we always are leveraging those things that are uniquely human and combine them with those things that a digital solution optimizes?
0: Yeah, for sure. I, it's a, it's, I'm sure a, it's an evolution, and uh, and it will continue to evolve. and And it's been really exciting to see uh, some of the evolution that LPL has been uh, undergoing over these past few years. So, Matt, thanks very much for joining us and 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 telling us about it. Uh, I've enjoyed the conversation.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun, and and I enjoyed the conversation as well.
0: All right. This is David Armstrong with the Advisors Innovation Podcast, and we will talk to you next time. This podcast is sponsored by LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. LPL Financial is a separate entity from and not affiliated with wealthmanagement.com.